Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day so far. Last week, the topic was the law of attraction and mindfulness. We're closing out now the month of March, and at the beginning of March, we had talked about manifestation and how March is a wonderful manifestation month. So I hope that you guys all went out there and and did some of the manifestation work, and I would love to hear about it. So if anyone would like to share, if you had success, please feel free to reach out. Send me a message, beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. I would love to hear about it. This week, the topic is healing your inner child through shadow work. This topic kind of goes along with the other things that we've been talking about, and that will make more sense when the episode's over and when we talked about it, but it really does all fit together. On my spiritual journey, this has honestly been the most important part for me. And I think that for a lot of people, that's what it ends up being, is this shadow work and inner child work changes. I'm not trying to change who you are. I'm not trying to change myself, but it helps us to heal our damage. It helps us to understand ourselves better. That's probably the biggest thing for me, I think, is that it's helped me to not just understand myself better, but to help me understand other people better too. It helps me to recognize the damage in them and how it affects them as how their damage affects them. Um, Without doing this shadow work and inner child work, I really don't feel like I could do this job the way that I like to. I think that in order to help people with these kinds of things, you have to experience them yourself. So I have done this shadow work and inner child work constantly for the last probably four years. I've been working on this. It's one of those things that I keep thinking, okay, maybe I've done all the shadow work. Maybe I've dealt with all of this. But I realize this is an ongoing thing, that we all have things that we need to correct about ourselves, damage that has been done, and it's ongoing process. And so it's one of the big things here is being patient. But let me explain a little bit first. We're going to break this up a little bit into two different uh, parts. The first part, I want to talk about the inner child. And then the second part, we'll talk about the shadow work. But as far as what the inner child is... We carry our deepest wounds with us through life. These wounds from our childhood and even like, it's not even like early childhood. I mean, it is, but it's not just that. Your um, inner child is all the way up really until I would even say like teenage years, past teenage years, your, your 20s even maybe. That inner child in you is always there. But this reflection is more, I would say, between the ages, you know, when you start remembering things and probably 20 is the way that I would look at it. These wounds create tensions and blockages within our mind, our heart, our bodies everywhere. And when this happens, we become trapped in our own ego. And our ego is honestly that it's the source of of our suffering. And it creates the illusion that we are cut off from who we truly are. Our ego kind of has this way of of making us believe things that aren't true. 
when our inner child is stuck in that pain, it fuels the ego. So the inner child work is really a very important part of the spiritual journey because it allows us to heal and evolve and awaken, which is what we're really trying to do. I didn't learn about this kind of stuff until probably a year or so into my spiritual journey. One day I just randomly heard shadow work and I had no idea what it was. And then I started getting these little like impressions and messages about what shadow work was and started doing uh, like research online. But one of the things that I felt would be really helpful, the universe was telling me would be helpful, would be to find myself a spiritual coach, uh, like a therapist of sorts, but one that works in this realm with spirituality. And so that's exactly what I did. And I didn't mention the uh, the shadow work, the fact that I had been hearing this, I didn't mention any of that to her. She brought it up to me. She mentioned shadow work and she mentioned the inner child work. And at first, when she started talking about the inner child work, I was like, this woman's crazy. Like, what is she talking about? Give my inner child a hug. Like, it just sounded like the craziest thing. But now that I've done the work and I can look back, I realized that she was absolutely right. And this makes a lot of sense. And this is a big part of the process of healing ourselves from the traumas that we've had in our past. So like I said, this has been a big part of my journey. And so today I will share with you personal experiences that I've had and different ways that I've worked past it. Um, and I would love to hear yours too. And like the next uh, couple segments, if you'd like to call in and share, you're more than welcome to, but let's go back more to what the inner child is. So each of us has an inner child. It's all the emotions and vulnerabilities of our younger selves. It represents innocence and all of those things that comes with being a child, awe, joy, um, sensitivity, playfulness. Those are all things that never really leave us. We always have them inside of us. It's just that we start to suppress them. It's like society tells us we have to grow up. You can't be a child. And so we like subconsciously maybe want to be an adult, try and be an adult and let go of, of those things, the innocence and, and all of the other things that make us childlike. On the flip side, the inner child also holds on to your childhood trauma, your fear, anger, anything that, that creeps up from childhood. Um, inner child work helps adults that have experienced trauma, abuse, neglect, and other issues as a child the technique of comforting your inner child focuses on the unmet needs of your childhood. One of the things that I will say with almost the utmost certainty is that every single one of you listening today had has experienced some form of childhood trauma, whether it was just a one-time situation or something that went on for a long time. I don't think that there's anybody, okay, there's one person that I met that told me that they didn't have any childhood trauma and I don't believe it. I I really believe that we all have something there and we can all learn from the inner child and shadow work to heal that. The main idea is to allow you connect to the, to the childhood aspects of your personality. Children are free to express themselves. It's like, what do we say? The children and old people don't have filters, right? And it's true. They express themselves playfully and they are honest. And so if you have trouble with any of these things, you probably have a wounded inner child. If we don't deal with those childhood traumas, they, they often manifest themselves as anxiety, depression, substance abuse, or, or other mental disorders. 
this trauma that you experienced, it could have been anything. It may have been physical, sexual, verbal. It may have been ongoing, or like I said, a one-time issue. It can also be something called relational trauma, which is basically it's a disruption in the bond between the parent and child or a trusted person. Like if you had a guardian that took care of you, somebody like that, um, who you were thought you thought was a safe space, but it ended up leaving you with more psychological wounds. Children who have been neglected or rejected, we learn to numb and disconnect from our emotions in order to survive what otherwise feels like unbearable pain. We repress feelings of anger or grief because we don't know how to deal with these things. We're we're too young. We're not even, our brains aren't even grown enough to understand any of what's going on. So that's how the inner child is left holding on to those difficult emotions. So healing your inner child means listening to it and revisiting difficult early memories or childhood experiences and understanding how you felt back then and how that impacts your life today. This is not easy work. I will tell you that when I do inner child work, still I cry. Still I have a hard time with actually recognizing what happened to me and what it has done to me. So one of the major traumas that I had in my life, and I don't talk about it very often publicly, but I'm going to today, is I was sexually abused from about nine years old, from like nine to about 12. Um, Two different men who I will not name or even get into, Um, But it left me with severe trauma that I did not realize that I had, that I took then into relationships and into not just relationships with men, but also relationships with friendships that I had a very warped sense of, of what people wanted from me, what they expected from me on the same, at the same time that this was going on, I had a mother that was neglectful of my general basic care. Luckily, I had grandparents that I was with a lot of the time, so I they gave me stability. They gave me some of the things that I needed, but when I was with my mother, I was basically left to my own devices. I didn't have to, you know, answer to anybody. She let me do basically whatever I wanted. This was, I'm talking until I was about 12 years old. Uh, it was just like, I was already an adult. She didn't comfort me when I was upset, when something that I did bothered her. She, there was no comfort. It was, you know, go play on the freeway or get out of my face or, or whatever. So at the same time that this, this abuse was happening with the men in my life, I was also not getting the nurturing care and love that I needed from my mother. So there is a lot of damage that happened in that time. And I did not recognize most of it until my spiritual awakening. At growing up, I was not shy about talking about the abuse that I suffered. Not so much that what my mother did, because I didn't understand really until I got to be an adult that that wasn't normal. Like, I guess I kind of imagine that all mothers were like that, but they're not. Um, so it was something that, uh, I totally lost my train of thought, but anyways, let's go back to, um, to the shadow work that, or the inner child work that I had to do with this. So I used to tell people, okay, this is where I was going. 
this was not something I was shy talking about the sexual abuse, because I felt like if I could talk to other women in young girls, even about this, that they would be able to express themselves more and, and come out of the closet about things that have happened to them. And that absolutely has happened through the years of my life that I have been able to help people even um, when I was in high school, help girls that this was happening to, to help them to feel okay to tell somebody. So it's definitely something that I've always helped people with. But one of the things that I would tell people is that I choose to talk about it and deal with it because I don't want my trauma to be a pain in anyone's ass. I don't want to be that person that makes people feel like, oh, this girl is wounded. And because of her wounds, she's she's a problem. She's, you know, whatever, aggressive or or uh, depressed or whatever. So in my own mind, I thought that this alone meant that I had dealt with my childhood trauma, that recognizing what had happened to me meant that I, I it happened and that I was past it. But the fact is, I was not past it because there were so many things that my brain did because of that trauma that now as an adult, I did not realize that I was doing that was because of that trauma. So for example, my mother was always very harsh with me if I made a mistake. And so one of the things that stands out to me always is she used to send me to the grocery store by myself. From a very young age, I went to the store by myself and did her grocery shopping. I was able to walk there at one point. And then once we moved and I couldn't, sometimes she would just take me, drop me off and pick me up. But there was one time, I, I don't know, I want to say I was like 15, 16 years old, that on her list of things she needed was hamburger meat. And I went and looked, what kind of hamburger meat am I supposed to buy? I don't know. It just says hamburger meat. And there was, you know, 10, 20, 30% fat, whatever. And my mom always would say this thing to me in Dutch when we would leave the store every time that basically was, I can't believe I spent that much money at the store. And so when I looked at the prices on the hamburger meat, I remember thinking, well, she's always bitching about how much money she spends at the store. So I'm going to buy the cheapest hamburger meat, which was like 30% fat, get it home to her. And she freaked out on me, started yelling at me, telling me that she couldn't even feed that to the dogs, that it was, it wasn't even edible. When you tell a child something like that, they literally, they take that literally. Like I thought, why are they selling this in the grocery store if it's not even okay for the dogs to eat? But she, that's not really the case. That was just her perception of the type of hamburger meat that she wanted. So she made me feel so bad about me bringing home the wrong hamburger meat that I realize now as an adult that when I'm criticized for doing something that I don't know is wrong, I revert to that child. I curl up in a ball and I see my mother all over again, freaking out on me. And how I used to react to that is where this inner child and shadow work comes in. Before my spiritual awakening, how I would have reacted to that would probably be with aggression, with don't talk to me like that or, or get very, very upset about it or, or whatever it was that, you know, um, or even retreat into myself of, um, what, you know, not even really realizing what I'm doing, but getting really sad and solemn in that I was just scolded about something as an adult that I don't even realize that I'm doing. With the shadow work and the inner child work, it has taught me that when those things happen, I might instantly react in my head the way that I used to, but I try and stop myself. Every time I try and stop myself and think, why is this triggering me? 
Where does this stem from? Why, when, what can I do? And also on the flip side is I recognize now the other person, the other person, the way that they're treating me because of what I did. Why are they treating me that way? Why did my mother freak out on me about that hamburger meat? Was it really just because it was not the best hamburger meat to buy or did one of her parents freak out on her the same type of way when she was a kid? Is she just continuing to pass it on because it's what she knows because she hasn't done the inner child work to heal that. So those things that we have that we hold on to that we may not even realize that we hold on to, that's where the inner child work comes in. And those are the things that we need to work on healing. So let's go ahead and take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the inner child work and and how to comfort your inner child. And then we will move on more to the shadow work. And if anybody would like to give a call in and, you know, if you have experience with working with your inner child or doing the shadow work, we would love to hear from you. That number is 888-346-9141. But let's go ahead and take our break for now. Stay tuned, friends. We will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guests will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. I am so glad that you are here today. 
Today, we are talking about healing your inner child through shadow work. And we have a little bit more to talk about about the inner child, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the to the shadow work part of things. But coming back to the inner child, this kind of work can really help you to release shame. Um, it can help you to notice painful relationship patterns, or if you engage in like risky or numbing behaviors, this this inner child work can help with all of that. One of the things when I went to this spiritual counselor and we started doing the inner child work is she told me to get a picture of myself around the age of seven, because this is the point where I think that um, she had said that things really start to stick in your brain and the brain chart starts to change and develop. So I got a picture of myself around seven or eight. And I looked at the picture and I recognized the pain inside of that little girl. What was she going through? What was her life like? And I and I visualized giving that child a hug and telling her it's okay. All of the things that you've been through, all of the things that you will go through, it's okay. Saying things to that inner child like, I love you and I'm here for you and I'm sorry um, because a lot of times we blame ourselves for the things that happened when we were a kid. We think for whatever reason we caused the people in our life to act that way. And so we have to forgive ourselves. We have to say, I'm sorry to that little girl for not protecting her, but I didn't know how to protect her and I wasn't supposed to protect her. You're not supposed to protect yourself when you're a child. That's what adults are for. But for whatever reason, they have a really hard time doing that and it doesn't usually go that way. So then we have to go back and heal that trauma ourselves. So here's some questions that I want you to ask yourself. Okay. Let's go over a few of these things and just to yourself, think about these and, and what this means to you. Okay. Do you minimize or discount traumatic experiences that you had as a child? Like how I was mentioning about how I would say, it's okay. It's okay that these things happen because, you know, whatever, that's just how it goes. Uh, I still say that. I still believe that my childhood, everything that happened in my childhood happened for a reason, but I don't discount them anymore. I don't say it's okay that these things happened to me. I say, I, you know, I learned from them and I grew from them and I can help other people. It was not okay though. It was not okay what happened to me. It was not okay that I wasn't, that I was neglected. So you, the, I think one of the reasons why we do this is to release the shame. Instead of discounting these experiences, when we face them head on, we can release any shame that may come from them for us. Also, are you protecting the people that hurt you? maybe out of embarrassment or guilt. I did that for a long time with my mom. I still don't like it when other people talk bad about her, but I used to get really, really upset. Even though I knew the type of person that she was and I knew what she had put me through, it did not matter to me. If anybody said something bad about her, it was no. Um, the men that sexually abused me, I did not, um, they didn't go to jail because I didn't want to see them go to jail. I didn't want to feel guilt for that and for what that might mean for their families and their lives. I didn't want to do that. So instead, that's how I protected myself is I didn't try and do things, those things, because I figured it was better for everybody. Um, do you make the abnormal normal? 
well, this happens to everybody, you know, uh, don't normalize your childhood trauma because yeah, we all have it. Most likely we all have it, but your trauma is completely different from anybody else's trauma and it's not normal. So looking at that and, and saying, this is not supposed to happen. This is not the way it's supposed to be definitely helps you to see this inner child in you that needs help. Um, are you avoiding bad memories that you must face in order to heal? Now, a lot of us suppress memories. This is another thing that I faced when I went through the spiritual counseling is the suppressed memories. I thought, well, I don't have suppressed memories because I don't remember them. Well, hello. That's what suppressed memories are. So sometimes these things will come up sometimes, especially in the spiritual awakening, it started happening to me where I started remembering things that had happened, specific instances that had happened. And um, those things I hadn't thought about before, and they started coming back to me. So instead of avoiding when those things come up and trying to push them out, we have to face them and we have to look at them and see that they are a part of what happened to us. Let's put this into a current type of situation. Think of something that recently happened where you responded more strongly than you wish that you would have. Uh, and and but I've got a series of questions here for you to think about, okay? Is this a regular occurrence? Is this a way that you act when something like this happens? This instance, is, is it something that you see a pattern in yourself? Uh, where and when does it happen? Again, is there a pattern? What are your immediate feelings when this happens? Do you go to shame? Do you go to anger? What are the different feelings that come up in your body? Do you get sick to your stomach? A lot of times when something triggers me, I immediately get sick to my stomach. Uh, I also can feel that my, like my, I get really, really tense. My body muscles start to contract and uh, get very upset. Uh, do you find that you want to react or stay quiet and withdraw? And I think this also goes back to whatever kind of childhood trauma that you had, uh, because I see myself on both sides. I see that sometimes I react and sometimes I stay quiet and withdraw. And it really depends on where the trauma is coming from. If it's something like, you know, when my mom would put me down, then I'm usually get really quiet and introspective and just want to be alone. And what situation from your past does this remind you of, this instance that came up? Where does this originally stem from? I think one of the big ways that we can heal our inner child is by tracing it back. Tracing, when you think of these situations that you're in right now or that you faced recently, trace it back to your childhood. Where does this come from? Do you remember a specific instance or a person or something that triggered this. And again, it doesn't have to be early childhood. This could be through your teenage years, I believe even up until your early 20s. All right, so let's move on to shadow work a little bit, okay? So the inner child work is the processing. It's the healing of the old childhood wounds. But the shadow work is revealing the trauma and the wounds that our conscious mind suppresses. Our shadow is essentially the part of us that we don't want to recognize. Uh, it's often unpleasant and it has basic urges and motivations, desires that the conscious mind just looks at as being unacceptable. And so then we don't want to face these things. But shadow work is about seeing the repressed parts of our personality and recognizing that we push them down recognizing that we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. My husband says a lot that he says, oh gosh, I wish I could quote it exactly. 
but something along the lines of not being perfect. And I tell him, you're not perfect. Don't put into your head that you are because nobody is. We're not supposed to be. If we were perfect, we would be God, right? We are put here to learn and to grow. And if we were perfect, there would be no reason to learn and to grow. So we have to recognize within ourselves that it is okay to not be perfect. It is okay to have these shadow parts of ourselves that we don't want to recognize. Shadow work is, it's a helpful tech, uh, excuse me, it's a helpful technique in discovering the wounds that we have pushed outside of our conscious mind. It helps us to realize pieces of our personality that we didn't look at before. But to do this work, you have to be so super honest with yourself that it hurts. I have done some of the most crying in my spiritual journey, doing the inner child and the shadow work, but it's a good cry. It's a healing cry. It's a recognizing, oh my gosh, you are this way, not because there's something wrong with you, but you're this way because of something that happened to you, because of a trauma, because you're experiencing some kind of PTSD. So really with the shadow work, the the this is kind of with anything else, I always say it's baby steps. So you can't expect that you're going to recognize all your shadows at once and be able to fix everything at once. So when I started doing the shadow work at the time, I, I don't remember what it was that I was struggling with at that time. But I remember recognizing one thing, just taking one thing and working on that and saying, okay, this is something about myself that I don't like, and I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's one of the ways that you can kind of recognize your shadow, and this is this might be harsh, but listening to what other people say about you. Um, listening to when you argue with your spouse, when you're reflecting with them on what happened and they're telling you things about yourself. Now, of course, there's a difference with gaslighting and some people gaslight. So that's different. But listen to what your spouse or your kids or whoever is saying to you about, I don't like it when you do this, or this hurts my feelings. That might be something to look at in your shadow. Why do you do that? Why do you react that way? Is it um, from, you know, something that happened when you were a child or something you happened when, when you were an adult? What is it? Recognize it and be honest with yourself. That being honest with yourself is hard, but it can be done. Absolutely can be done. Then you have to like kind of rebuild your identity in that area. Like, what is it that about this part of yourself that you don't like? What is it that you would rather do? And how do you do that? So you're stripping away of those negative emotions that you're rooted in around that shadow. Like, I'm a bad person for doing this. So there's been things along like my life that I have done that I didn't know like why I did them. Ways that I would react when somebody would say something to me or whatever. And I would instantly think I'm a bad person for feeling that way. Like, you know, when you, um, when something first happens and you're dealing with all the emotions, you might be stuck up on the, oh, this person did this and, and stuff. But then once you start to come down, you look maybe more at yourself and maybe feel like a bad person, but it's this shadow. It's not you being a bad person. It's this shadow that is there lingering that makes you feel like you're a bad person. And so it's recognizing I'm not a bad person. I have some bad things that happened to me that caused me to have some damage that I need to work on, but I'm not a bad person and I'm human. 
that's something else is that uh, along the spiritual journey, I have found that I'm very critical of myself when I do something wrong, that I'm very much like, oh, you shouldn't, you should know better by now than to do that. Like you've been doing this long enough that you should know not to react like that, not to talk like that, not to think like that. But the fact is I'm human. We're all human and we can't expect to just not be and to totally be okay with everything and never have a bad day and never feel like a bad person. So we have to allow ourselves to feel all of those things and to be okay with, I guess, with not being okay. You have to face the shadow and totally accept it without grief, fear, anger, or shame. You can't get mad at that shadow self. You just have to recognize it and strip it away and work on fixing whatever that shadow that needs to be fixed. This is an ongoing process. It It is something that you will continue to do once you start doing it. It's actually highly addictive. If you ask me, uh, it's hard sometimes to face, but like, for example, I, I feel like for me, I go through some shadow work and then I have a break and then I go through some more shadow work and then I have a break and it like creeps up (laughs) all of a sudden I'll be like, ah, I'm here again, aren't I? I'm here in the middle of the shadow work. And it really takes this deep reflection, this reflection of the situation that triggered you, why it triggered you and what part of it, it triggered and examining that. And I have definitely been going through this myself lately, and it's not easy. Uh, it, it definitely brings up a lot of motion, emotions inside of you. But I know that when I'm past the shadow work that I'm working on, and when I have healed that piece of my inner child and that shadow, that I feel so much better. It allows me the next time that a similar situation happens for it not to trigger me as much. It's not something that happens overnight. Like I might be triggered by the same thing again the next time that it comes up. But what the universe is looking for and what your higher self is looking for is for progress, is for you not to react the exact same way you did the last time or worse. As long as you're making improvements and you're able to recognize this within yourself and you're able to stop and say, okay, here it is. Here's the trigger. What's causing it? That's progress. So don't think that it's going to be solved overnight and all your problems from, you know, your your shadow work and your inner child are going to go away because they're not. It's a process, but it is so so worth it. Everything that I've been through, the the crying, the the days that I just feel like, "Oh my gosh, what is my life like? Why did I have this kind of upbringing? Why is this happening to me?" Those days are worth it because I look at things so different now. I look at myself different. I look at other people different. So I definitely encourage, no matter how much this hurts and how hard it is, that you do it and you continue to do it because you will heal that those things, the shadows inside of yourself. And it will not just help you, but it will help your relationships. It will help bring the right people to you, the right situations to you, the right circumstances. It will help the relationships that you already have and future relationships. This has improved my relationship with pretty much everybody that I can think of. You know, maybe my relationships aren't perfect, but it helps me to look at things differently. It helps me to see the people that I interact with. Um, as they are, instead of like a lot of times we project onto people, we get upset about things that they do, 
But now I try and stop myself and go, why is this person acting like this? Is it because of their trauma? Did I trigger them? And it's not about feeling guilty for, you know, triggering somebody or whatever, but you're, you're just trying to recognize in yourself too. Why did this person do this? Why did they say this? Why did they act this way? Is it about me or is it about them? And once you start to realize that people act the way that they do because of what's going on inside of them, because of the trauma they've been through and all of that, then you start taking things less personally and start recognizing things for what they actually are. And that brings in a whole big peace of mind here that I, I'm addicted to. And I hope that 10 years from now, I will have so much of my shadow healed that I am at peace. That's really my goal with this. And, and I, I'm hoping that with some of this information for some of you, that that will be a goal as well. So we're going to go ahead and take our next break. And when we come back, we will talk more about how to go about this, how to deal with the shadows and the inner child and work past it. And I would love to take callers if there is anybody that would like to call in and talk about, you know, if you have a story, what you've been through, how you've worked on your shadow, how you've worked on your inner child, anything like that. Or if I can help, if I can be of any help with with my abilities, if you'd like a reading, please go ahead and give a call in after the break, 888-346-9141. Let's go ahead and take that break, everyone. We will be right back pretty quickly. Stay tuned. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? 
Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being here. Today, we are talking about healing your inner child through shadow work. I love to talk about this as hard as it is. When I was putting this episode together, I thought, you know, I'm going to have to get personal. I'm going to have to talk about the things that I've been through as uncomfortable as they are, because that's where my shadow work lies. And one of the hardest things, I think, for me in the shadow work was actually looking at things that that actually happened. Like, I can look at the whole of the sexual abuse that I experienced and say, that happened. But looking at particular situations that happened and what those situations did to me and how they trigger me now has been very, very difficult. Up until my, I started seeing that spiritual counselor that I was talking about, I hadn't really talked about specific instances that happened within my sexual abuse. I kept them inside. I still have a really hard time with this. It's one of the things that like, when I start to think about it, I feel shame. I feel gross and disgusting, but it wasn't me that was gross and disgusting. I see this all the time on like TikTok. There's one woman that has a TikTok that is based around her childhood abuse, a lot of around her her sexual abuse. And one of the things that she talks about in her on her TikTok and in a book that she wrote is how she felt that this person that was sexually abusing her was her boyfriend, even though she was very young. I think her abuse started when she was like four or five. Um, and she thought that this person was her in love with her and she enjoyed the experiences that she had and she talks about this openly and people put her down for that they tell her that she's disgusting for that when she was a child that she would be sexually aroused from the abuse that she experienced but she was a child she didn't know any different she didn't know any better her body was just reacting to things but there are people that are putting her down for that this woman is incredibly strong to be able to go out there and talk about these things and and deflect the things that people say but i think a lot of times people say those types of things a because they don't understand because it's not their trauma and they had never been there i actually had a, a boyfriend many years ago that didn't understand how I could have been sexually abused because um, the men that sexually abused me were still a part of my life. Um, that really wasn't my doing. It was just how things went. But I didn't have control over that. I was a child. You know, these people stayed in my life. They've they've always stayed in my life. Um, there's not much I can do about that. As an adult, that's changed a little bit. But how do you say that to somebody? How can you tell somebody that they weren't sexually abused? Because they're you're not reacting to the situation the way that they would. These are this is their trauma. This is those people that do not understand what you've been through, whatever the subject is. Don't ever let somebody discount what you've been through or what you feel because you're the only one that knows how you feel and you're the only one that knows the trauma that it's done to you. 
And those people that say those types of things, they're, they have their own problems that they need to deal with. So in this shadow work, we have to recognize that other people may not understand so much what we have been through, and that is absolutely okay. But you have to be honest with yourself about the experiences that you had. And like I said, that was one of, and still is one of the harder things for me is actually thinking about the specific times and what happened during those times. And my therapist that I had, she's, she, I was finally able to actually get out one instant to her. And I've been able since then to talk to my husband about this a little bit and share this one with him. But like, he's even said to me, if you need to talk about specific instances, talk about it. I'm here. I'll listen. I can't get it out of my mouth. I can't like verbalize what actually happened to me because I'm still stuck in some shadow parts of what happened. And there's still shame and guilt and stuff there that I'm dealing with of that, you know, I did something wrong or whatever. So that I have to look back. And like I said, this is still a work in progress. So when this kind of shadow work comes up, I have to look at, okay, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like you can't look at the situation that happened and freely talk about that particular situation? Why does it make you feel that way? And how does that affect your life today? So some women that are sexually abused, they go one way where they don't want to be touched at all. And some women go the other way. It brings on sexual promiscuity, which is kind of what happened to me. It just opened me up to this is what men want. This is what they expect. And because of that, my relationship with men for the most part throughout my life has been pretty messed up. And now I feel like I'm safe. I'm in a relationship where I can talk about what happened to me. I don't feel like I have to be ashamed, but I still have the shame inside myself. And so I'm still working on that. And it's not something that I've completely worked through yet. So like I said, work in progress. So for all of you that are listening, you can see that it really takes time. It really takes patience. It takes um understanding that you're okay with what happened, that you're okay with the person that you've become because of it. But if there's those shadow things that you need to change, that you recognize where they came from and that you're okay with that and you work on them. So many people don't do this. So many people get stuck in the, oh, this happened to me. And so I'm just going to be a pain in everyone's ass. Or, you know, um, so many people that go down the road of like hard drugs and stuff like that. They say that it's because of childhood abuse and neglect that they have suffered. And I have absolutely no doubt that it was. But it doesn't mean that it can't be fixed by just allowing these things, by just going forward with, you know, getting hardcore into drugs or you know, whatever it is that people do because of their, their trauma, we're just allowing the trauma to win. And so with the shadow work, you stop allowing the trauma to win. It's not always going to be obviously as drastic as something like sexual, physical, or emotional abuse and abuse and neglect. It can be anything. It can be one thing that your parents said to you that you that sticks with you like why did they say that to me why did they treat me that way why did they discount my feelings why didn't they comfort me in a time of comfort uh i there's no manual that comes with being a parent and that makes it hard enough but when you have a parent that was parented by somebody that also had problems now it's being passed down 
So I try and reflect too on why was my mother the way that she was? Why the men that sexually abused me, why were they the way that they were? Did it stem back from their childhoods? Were they also sexually abused? Was my mother emotionally neglected? Was she like, there's a lot of things that she did that I still don't understand because my grandparents were not this way, but like my mom was not really the most hygienic person. And she did not like when I was little, Um, Up until I learned to take care of myself, she did not care if I brushed my teeth. She did not care if I took a bath, changed my underwear, what I wore to school. I could sleep in my clothes for all she cared and just go to school the next day because she didn't see me before I went to school anyway. So it didn't really matter. Um, That's one situation. And if you had something like that, just one situation like that that happened, but the rest of your childhood was pretty good, that one situation is still going to bring you that trauma. It's still going to make the need for the uh, inner child work. I got made fun of a lot because of my hygiene, because I didn't brush my hair um, or my teeth. Uh, I recognize that now. And I recognized that there was a part in my life where I also recognized, oh, my God, my mother did not teach me these things. Thankfully, when I was with my grandmother, she did. And she made sure that I brushed my teeth and I showered and and all of that. But I can tell you that I do not remember one time in my childhood, my mother giving me a bath. It was either my grandmother or a babysitter and or myself. Um, she just wasn't, for whatever reason, wasn't interested, but my grandmother was not like that. So I do not know where she got that from at all, but she would just, you know, send me to school like that. And then the kids made fun of me now. I'm like, well, maybe not now, but like growing up, I started becoming more and more overly hygienic. I was constantly worried about how I smelt and, and I take a shower every single day, sometimes during the summer, especially multiple showers. There has not been one day that I have not showered since I was a teenager. Even when I was sick, I did. I When I had COVID, every day. It's like this thing that set into my mind because of the hygiene neglect and because of the way that I was bullied that almost like overcompensated and made it an even bigger problem. So that's also something that I've dealt with that like I realize, okay, you know, I'm human. I'm not always going to smell perfect. I'm not always going to, you know. Um, I, I allow myself to not be perfect in this area now, not that I go out stinking or anything, but you know, um, I don't use deodorant. I'll be honest because I'm allergic to it. I use hand sanitizer as deodorant and it wears off. And you know what, if I'm at home, I'm like, ah, screw it. That's okay. I'm at home. I don't have to use it again. Nobody cares. Um, but five years, 10 years ago, oh no, no. I wanted to smell good for me because that was a part of that trauma of my life. Now I just feel like I'm way more relaxed. I'm way more like I shouldn't care about every little thing. And it just makes life happier when you start to recognize that these things that you do that are compulsive or, you know, obsessive, they cause depression, whatever they are. If you can look back at where they came from and see that it's really not that big of a deal or, you know, whatever the situation is, it's really, really different for each person. This is a journey that cannot be defined. I cannot define your journey for you and you can't define it for me. But again, I will tell you that working on these things, working on the parts of you that you push down, that you don't want anybody else to see, the things that you struggle with in private, the things that make you explode on other people, those are the things that we need to work on. And when we work on those shadow parts of ourselves, 
it brings peace and happiness to not just ourselves, but to the people around us. It makes the universe bring things to us faster. It helps us with the law of attraction and manifestation, which is why I said at the beginning that this all goes together. If you can learn to be a more peaceful, happy person and recognize things the way that they are, recognize people the way that they are, and that people are not perfect and that they have their own trauma, this helps you to live a more peaceful, happy life. And for a lot of us spiritual people, that is the goal, at least for me. That's my goal. I want to be peaceful. I want to be happy. I don't want to be a pain in everyone's ass, like I said from a young age. And now I realize why I said that, because it had to be worked on and it will continue to be worked on. And I really hope that I've inspired some of you today to work on this. And if there's anything that I can do to help in your inner child or uh, shadow work journey, please feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to do spiritual counseling sessions or help you in any way that I can. So that's about all that we have time for today, my friends. I hope that you got something out of today's episode. Uh, it's not an easy subject to talk about. It definitely, for a lot of us, can bring up uh, triggers in itself. And so be gentle on yourself today if this episode triggered you. You know, it, it's okay if it did. And then let's see what else I can tell you. So next week, I'd like to do an animal episode. I don't know exactly what I want to talk about yet, but if anybody has any suggestions, please feel free to reach out to me beyond the bridge 11 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. And if you would like to find me to schedule an appointment or to learn more about me, read my blog, find my other podcast that I have with my husband, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, you can find all of that info on my website at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. So that's all I have for you today, my friends. So until next week, I hope that you go out and have a wonderful week. Spread some love, some peace, some kindness. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And I will meet you back here, same time, same place, next week. Peace and love, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.